Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Let's make 2019 the last year you suffered through bad sleep. Listen to these studies from Harvard and Johns Hopkins. Chronic sleep deprivation has been shown to lead to depression, diabetes, obesity, and cardiovascular disease. We need eight hours of sleep. One of sleep's biggest problems, temperature. Tough to get good sleep if you're too hot or cold. It's 2020, and now you have the Pod by 8sleep. The Pod is a high-tech bed designed specifically to help you achieve optimal sleep fitness. It was developed by leading sleep researchers after tracking 43 million hours of sleep. It combines dynamic temperature regulation and sleep tracking to enhance your rest and recovery. It learns your sleep habits and adjusts the temperature automatically. That means if you like the bed cool and your partner likes the bed warm, now you can have both at the same time in a crazy comfortable bed. For the next week, get $200 off your pod and a free gravity blanket for a total value of $500. Only at 8sleep.com slash pro. E-I-G-H-T sleep.com slash pro. 8sleep.com slash pro. Hello, Lions fans. This is Jesse Cass, and this is the LMU Basketball Podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network, LA's number one sports podcast network, and the only place for the show for every team in LA and more. We believe in our LA teams. Do you believe? Welcome into the show, everybody. Jesse Cass here with you for another episode of the LMU Basketball Podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network. Thanks so much for tuning us in this week as we get ready for a big-time matchup with the number one team in the country coming into Los Angeles and Gerson Pavilion, the Gonzaga Bulldogs, in town as the LMU Lions preparing for that. Their lone game this week, no game on Thursday, so just the one matchup, and it's a big one. We'll get into that here on this week's edition of the LMU Basketball Podcast. But before we do, I want to let you know that if you enjoy the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple. You can also find us anywhere podcasts are, are available, including Stitcher, TuneIn, Google, Spotify, iHeart, whatever you need, we're there. You can find it. You can also find us at Believe.com and follow along at the social media handles Believe Podcasts for any and every social media platform. And also follow me on Twitter at Jesse underscore Cast. So as we said, the Lions getting ready for a big-time matchup with the Bulldogs. But before we get there, I want to update you on the opening of West Coast Conference play last week. The Lions did have two games to kick off conference play and the new year. So, of course, a very happy new year. Uh, and that's going to be a part of this episode as well, as we're going to break down my favorite top 10 moments of the decade. We didn't get a chance to do that last year before the end of that last episode and the end of the new year in 2019. So we have that for you on this week's edition of the LMU Basketball Podcast as well. So a lot of great stuff upcoming on this episode. But as we mentioned, the LMU Lions opened up West Coast Conference play last week, had two games on the slate, and went 1-1 one and one in those two ball games. So LMU, we mentioned, we talked to University of San Diego play-by-play announcer Jack Cronin last week and talked about how that was going to be a really big ball game for both teams as both teams with similar aspirations, similar teams, and uh, especially for the Lions with what their schedule uh, really is unfolding the way that it has. A tough game at BYU, which they ended up losing. Of course, Gonzaga coming into town. Always important to win the games that you feel like you should win or you're on equal footing with other teams, as we said last week as well. So the Lions did just that. They got a tough, hard-fought win over San Diego. It was 64-58. to uh, the final, it was a gritty defensive game, and the Lions came up with 
just enough plays down the stretch and and in particular at the free throw line which is an area that the Lions have had some inconsistencies this year they were 15 of 19 just a hair under 80 percent from the line as a team the second straight game they had done that they did it in the tough loss against Morgan State as well but really shot the the ball from the free throw line really well and then turnovers three turnovers in the entire game for San Diego just an incredible number forced 11 on the other end for the Toreros and despite uh, just seven points from Eli Scott getting it done from other guys in the lineup Jordan Bell at 13 Parker Dorch had 12 including eight big free throws and Jonathan Dos Anjos had nine Ivan Olipiev had 10 as well so really just scoring up and down the lineup allowed the Lions to eke out that win against San Diego and get themselves an opening win in West Coast Conference play so they jumped out to a 1-0 start in West Coast Conference play and then made the trip to Provo, Utah to take on the Cougars. And for the Lions, the defense was there in this ballgame. They held BYU to just 24 points in the first half. It was a five-point game at the half with the Lions trailing by five. But LMU was just unable to get their offense going in the ballgame at any point. And for LMU, it certainly wasn't for lack of opportunities. They had plenty of layups at the rims. Granted, some were contested, some were tough tougher than others but had about four or five of those spin off and you know those are points that obviously can can swing momentum in the tide of a ball game uh, those didn't fall for the Lions in this ball game and then as we mentioned how good LMU was from the free throw line against San Diego it was just the opposite in the game against BYU just four of 13 from the free throw line they were just 34 percent overall and two of 15 from downtown so the shooting numbers were not there for the Lions and eventually BYU was able to find their rhythm a little bit. They shot 43%, uh, 33% from downtown and 9 of 11 from the free throw line. And again, for the Lions, free throws and turnovers are really two key indicators in any ball game that they play. But uh, in contrast to the stellar numbers in the San Diego game against BYU, we mentioned the free throw line, 4 of 13, 19 turnovers. And obviously, anytime you're playing at home versus playing in an atmosphere like BYU with an NBA-sized arena of 19,000 people, uh, you know, probably about 15,000 there, but still much bigger than any other arena you're going to play in all season long. So the Lions fell 63-38 to 38 was the final. They just had 19 points in both the first and the second half. So as we said, offensively, when you don't make your free throws and you're missing layups, those are opportunities where you feel like you're executing, but if you miss those easy opportunities, then it's going to kind of snowball on you, which which is what happened in that ball game. So for the Lions... Uh, no need in looking back. They played a very good BYU team, hung in there for a while, and certainly know the mistakes that they can shore up going forward. So LMU with, as we said, really the full week off, no Thursday game for them, the full week to prepare for the Gonzaga Bulldogs, the number one team in the country. We're going to get into that matchup in just a moment, but first, a quick word from my bookie. Christmas has come and gone, but the Super Bowl is quickly approaching. We've seen just what our teams are capable of this season, and now it's time to get your last bets in before the bowl. Will the Ravens get it done? Will Brady and the Patriots get themselves another ring? No, they will not. I bet you have a feeling. Head over to mybookie.ag and make your predictions a reality. MyBookie is one of the most trusted in the industry. If you're looking for a sports book to make some bets for the bowl games, MyBookie is where you want to go. Football not your thing? No worries. MyBookie's got it all. From the NBA to the Premier League, They've got the fastest payout, best promotions, and a very helpful 24-7 customer service team. You can even pool your bets together for a bigger payout. Let's say you got a couple of big favorites this week, 
Parlay wagers let you bet multiple games together, and if they all come through, you win big. My bookie has more liners and better odds for the player than any sports book around. If you join right now, my bookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you'll get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. All you have to do is use our promo code BLV to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code BLV to get your extra cash from my bookie. Bet, win, get paid. And as we mentioned, the LMU Lions welcoming in the number one team in the nation on Saturday afternoon. It's a 1 p.m. tip-off from Gerson Pavilion and should be a lot of fun. And for LMU, of course, anytime you're playing Gonzaga in the first place, you know it's going to be tough. But the number one team in the nation, they don't make a lot of mistakes. So for LMU, this is going to be a ball game where you have to play really a perfect game. And LMU pretty much did that last year in this building in Gerson Pavilion and came up just a hair short. If you remember, LMU and Gonzaga were tied with about three and a half minutes to go before Gonzaga ultimately pulled away very late to, to come away with a tough, hard-fought win. But it'll be that same formula for the Lions if they want to keep this one close against Gonzaga again. And the formula in that ball game was certainly defense. They kept the score low in the 50s until those final minutes. Uh, and their defense really just pressuring out on the perimeter on Gonzaga and forcing them when they are taking three-point shots to be contested, battling everything at the rim and closing out possessions with defensive rebounds. So they will need that same type of intensity defensively, which we know is just a characteristic of the Lions' DNA. So we know they're going to come with that energy and that effort. And for LMU, uh, if they can continue that strong defensive play, the key for them will be leading that defense into their offense. And it sounds simple. But it's always going to be those same things, no matter who the opponent is, for the Lions to, to be successful. And that's taking care of the basketball, making your free throws, and finishing out possessions with defensive rebounds. And for the Lions, of course, the added bonuses for them would be knocking down the three ball, which we've seen at times this year. That would be a huge plus in this ballgame if they can get a couple of outside shots to go. And we'll see if Eric Johansson can get going. He didn't really have any looks against BYU, and LMU needs him to be aggressive and look for his shot early and often. That'll help out. And of course, the leadership of Eli Scott kind of pounding inside and trying to get the Lions going. We know it's going to be a big crowd at Gerson Pavilion. That's going to be a factor as well if the fans can bring energy for the team. The longer you stay in the game, the more the crowd gets into it, obviously the better your chances are. So I think the Lions, well, as long as they come with that energy and that defensive effort, they can give themselves a chance to hang in this ball game and potentially try to go for the upset and uh, we saw it in that formula last year. They're going to need to do the same type of things in this year's matchup. And that's even though both teams look very different than they did a year ago. Of course, the Lions much younger than they were a year ago, uh, not with that veteran leadership of James Bateman and Jeffrey McClendon and Peter Herman. But still, they do have experience of guys who have been through this before who can guide the younger players and kind of get them ready to, to roll. And it's going to be a fun matchup. And for Gonzaga, I mean, this is what makes them so impressive this year in particular, you look at their roster a year ago with Rui Hachimura, Brandon Clark, Zach Norvell, Josh Perkins, three of those four names with Hachimura and Clark in particular. Those two are lottery picks. Norvell's been in and out of the NBA now in the G League and Perkins playing internationally. Four guys that are professional players that are off the team from last year and they're still 17-1 and in the number one team in the country and just have to give them a ton of credit for they always reload and seem to find new players to step in or players that have waited a year or two to step in and 
really make a big time impact. And this year it's been Philip Petrusev, who just got a little bit of time. He was an all freshman team in the West Coast Conference last year, but averaged just six and a half points per game, didn't get a ton of minutes. He's the leading scorer for the Bulldogs now. You have Corey Kispert, who's been kind of a role player for two years. Now he's stepped into a bigger role, big time three point shooter, averaging 14 points per game. And Joel Ayai, who's a, another guard who can really play, he stepped in beautifully into one of those lead guard spots, as has Ryan Woolridge, a transfer from North Texas. So they always find a way to reload and retool and bring in new players to, to fill that system for Mark Few, who's in his 21st season now. We know the Bulldogs are perennial contenders at this point. So we know they're going to get everyone's best shot as well. And I think for the Lions, uh, they're going to have to make sure that they're ready to go from the jump as Gonzaga, in their first two conference games, seemingly kind of slept walk through the first halves of those games, didn't quite come out with likely the energy that I think Mark Few and their staff would have loved. They were down seven at the half in their opener at Portland. They ended up winning that game by 13, 85 to 72. Then against Pepperdine, the Waves in Spokane really gave them a test and had a chance to tie the game late. Gonzaga got a big block shot from Petrusev on Colby Ross and ended up hitting a couple free throws to steal it at the end, winning 75-70. to 70. And then we saw really the, the first time of the full force of a number one team in their most recent game on Thursday night when they went down to San Diego. Gonzaga just hammered San Diego 94-50, to 50, a 44-point win. So for the Lions... It's, it's going to be important to have the right energy right away because if you don't come with that energy, that San Diego score is indicative of what type of thing can happen. So I think there's obviously no concern in my mind for the team being ready, the team being focused. It'll just be if they can make enough plays against such a very good team uh, to hang in the ball game, which I do think that they will do. So I think we're going to have a much closer, better ball game than that San Diego game that happened the other night. So I think it'll be a fun one, as we said, for the Lions. Keys taking care of the basketball, making free throws, making some outside shots, and staying close in the rebounding battle as well. Their three-point defense, I think, will be key. Gonzaga shoots 38% as a team from downtown, and that's how really they can gain a lot of separation. They have, of course, great size as well, but uh, when they move the ball, drive and kick, they have good shooters, got to get out on them and really limit their three-point opportunities. And then close out those possessions with rebounds. So it'll be a fun basketball game, 1 p.m. at Gerson Pavilion. And then the Lions said it's their only game this week, so they'll be ready and focused to go before a couple of tough ones. Anything's tough in the West Coast Conference, as we've said, but Pepperdine and San Francisco on the road next week. So we'll see if the Lions can feed off of their home crowd and try to come away with what would be a big-time victory. LMU, 17 straight losses to Gonzaga the last couple coming in 2010. So LMU looking to break that streak and try to make some history and take down a number one. We'll see if they can do it. It should be a lot of fun. As We'll take another quick break, but when we come back, the top 10 moments from yours truly, my top 10 moments for LMU basketball of the decade coming up here on the LMU Basketball Podcast. Support for the Believe in LMU Basketball Podcast comes from Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. It's 2020, and you know what that means. New year, new me, new balls. Men, listen up. Harry Bushes are so 2019. If you go to pick up any New Year's resolution this year, let it be to take care of your junk. Manscaped is making it easy with their grooming products. 
We know that. As we said, it's 2020, so you got to get with the times. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their Lawnmower 2.0 has propriety skin-safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. And don't use the same trimmer on your face as you're using on your balls. That's just dirty. Manscaped also has the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code BELIEVE at manscaped.com. That's B-L-E-A-V at manscaped.com. Start the new year off the right way by using the best tools for the job. Your balls will thank you. All right, and now we're going to get into my top 10 LMU moments from the past decade as we've obviously come into 2020. So here are my top 10 moments for LMU basketball over the past decade. And we'll start with number 10. It came just a season ago, and it was a little bit of a combo. LMU beating Georgetown and then ultimately winning the Jamaica Classic a year ago. Uh, Just to play a big-time program like Georgetown, personally for me to see and meet my favorite basketball player of all time and Patrick Ewing, who's the head coach of Georgetown, and for the Lions to play so well in that tournament, it was really just a sign of things to come in what was one of the better seasons in LMU history, the 22-win campaign. This was kind of a signature starter for that, uh, with LMU getting up to their best start in school history at 8-0. This was a key part of that, and I felt like a signature win and one that really still stands out, and I think in the decade stands out as well. So that's Number 10 to jump off the list of top LMU basketball moments of the decade. Moving on to number 9, we go back to 2011. It was 11-11-11 to be exact, November 11, 2011. LMU playing at the sports arena against UCLA where the, the Bruins were playing while Poly Pavilion was being renovated. LMU beating UCLA technically on UCLA's home floor in that sports arena ball game. Anthony Ireland helping lead the way. Ashley Hamilton, Drew Viney, just a really solid LMU basketball team. And they won that one uh, pretty convincingly. It was close at times, but LMU had control of that ball game throughout and ended up winning the ball game uh, by 10 points. So it, it was a really fun atmosphere. I was able to do that game. That was before I was the full-time play-by-play announcer. I was actually doing color commentary at the time. My good friend and mentor, Jeff Lampy was the play-by-play man at the time. I was able to do that game with him uh, and learn so much from him in that time. And just getting the chance to do that game, uh, be there when I felt like you know a young kid at the time and, and see a, a young, exciting LMU team beat UCLA was really exciting. So that's number nine on the top ten list. Number eight, another time where uh, I was in the color commentary position, but just one of the most incredible games I've ever seen. It was back on February 4th, 2012, and this was when LMU and San Francisco's rivalry was in full swing. Every single game they played was a knockdown, dragout battle. Uh, LMU, earlier in the conference season, had beaten San Francisco by one in overtime on an Anthony Ireland game winner. This time, San Francisco up by 20 in the ballgame at LMU on February 4th, and LMU dropped 60 second-half points Drew Viney leading an onslaught from three-point range. LMU comes back to win 90-88 to in one of the wildest games ever, going from 30 points in the first half to finishing with 90, to win 90-88 to in a back-and-forth, incredible, high-paced, great ball game with a lot of threes. Uh, that's one that I'll never forget, just from the intensity, the comeback, and just get it over the hump. Anytime you, you're down 20-plus points, you'll see a run made, but... 
Uh, they just kept pushing and pushing to overcome and win uh, a really incredible ball game. So that's number eight on my top ten list. Moving on to number seven. It's a really Autumn Jacko's WCC Player of the Week, but his dunk fest versus San Diego uh, when he just went wild with some crazy alley-oops from Brandon Brown. This was coming off the heels of a game where he went 11 for 12 from the field against BYU, leading a comeback in this game with all the dunks against San Diego to win 67-63. Autumn Jacko, one of the most explosive, exciting players that I've seen in my time announcing games at LMU. He's been on the podcast before. He's a great guy and uh, just an incredible player to watch for LMU. And that game was kind of the epitome of it. Spectacular reverse alley-oop dunks, high-flying two-handed slams. Uh, it was something spectacular to see. So that comes in at number seven on my list of top moments in the decade. Moving forward to number six, uh, same team year later, Brandon Brown, a couple of game winners, uh, one against Colorado State on the road and one against Portland on the road, both spectacular in very different ways. The Colorado State one, a big win at the time. Uh, Brandon Brown straightaway three-pointer to lead to a 69-66 win. And then against Portland, coming away with a loose ball and then attacking for a reverse layup in traffic to win it 79-78 to in overtime. Brandon Brown, both times, incredible. He's, of course, a great player who's continuing his career overseas. So that comes in at number six. We mentioned with the Lions playing Gonzaga the last time that they beat the Zags was February 18, 2010, and that comes in at number five on my list, a game where I was also doing color commentary. Ashley Hamilton was huge in that ball game. The Lions played just eight players, but came through. Vernon Teal, Jared Dubois, Ashley Hamilton were, were big time in that ball game. Giovanni as well, uh, and LMU able to come away with a win over the number 13 ranked Gonzaga at the time. Fans rushed the court. They nearly trampled us at the scores table, but it was an incredible atmosphere. Really cool to see. And then the Lions followed it up the two days later with a big win against a very good Portland team as well in front of another full sold-out crowd. So that weekend in general was amazing. But beating Gonzaga in 2010 uh, comes in at number five on the list here on the top ten moments of the decade for the Lions. Number four, we go back to last year's ball club again. James Bateman, 30 points and the game-winning layup against Boise State after the Lions... Lost the lead late on a layup for the for the Broncos. LMU gives it to Bateman. Mike Dunlap doesn't call timeout. Let's Bateman go length of the floor, and he gets the tough layup in traffic to go, and gives the Lions maybe their most exciting win of the year a year ago, and uh, a very spectacular season of 22 wins for LMU. As we move to number three, we go back to the 2012 or 2011-12 team rather. LMU playing in the CIT postseason tournament. Anthony Ireland going toe-to-toe with uh, a young player. He was a senior at the time at Weber State. His name is Damian Lillard. Lillard held relatively in check. He still finished with 27 points. Hit a game-tying three from about 35 feet out to send it to overtime, but was just 6 of 17 from the field. 1 of 9. That was his only three of that deep one. He did hit all 14 of his free throws to get to 27 points. But Anthony Ireland, 20 points, 10 assists, 7 rebounds. Drew Vani had 23 points. And LMU beat Weber State at home in Gerson Pavilion to advance to the quarterfinals in the CIT postseason tournament, ending Damian Lillard's college career. So it was a, an incredible performance and just showed the skill of Anthony Ireland to go toe-to-toe with 
one of the best point guards in the world in Damian Lillard. So that was incredible to see in person, especially seeing what Lillard has become since then. So that comes in at number three. At number two, we go to this season's team, Eli Scott, triple-double back on December 7th against Grambling State, the first in school history, just as we said, it hasn't been done before in school history. It was great to see an incredible feat, and it deserves to be on this list. So it comes in at number two. And then finally, number one in my top moments of the decade for LMU came in what was actually a tough season for the Lions. It was my first year doing play-by-play. 2012-13, LMU was coming off a 14-game losing streak going into the West Coast Conference Tournament. We've talked about this on this podcast before, but three wins in a row and three nights in a row leading to a matchup with the number one Gonzaga Bulldogs on the fourth night. But just one of the most impressive runs that I've seen still to this day. They beat Portland 65-54 in the opener in the 8-9 matchup. Then they beat San Francisco 61-60 in overtime. Followed up the next night, beating Santa Clara 60-58 to on an Anthony Ireland game winner with just seconds left before being down just one at the half to the number one team in the nation, Gonzaga, led by Kelly Olynyk and Kevin Pangos. Ultimately lost that game 66-48, to but uh, fourth game in four nights, no, no shame in that at all. It was really an impressive run and just a testament to Anthony Ireland, who's all over this list, as can be imagined. You know, he passed Bo Kimball on the all-time scoring list at one point. I think that's all-encompassing in this list for, for Ireland, who one of the best players in school history, and he was the, the real catalyst of that run. So that was comes in at number one for me, a really impressive and fun uh, moment in LMU history. And uh, we know there's a lot more to come uh, for the Lions in the future, so we'll see what happens in the next decade for the LMU Lions. So that's going to do it for this week's edition of the LMU Basketball Podcast. Know that if you enjoy the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple. You can also find us anywhere where podcasts are available, including Stitcher, Google, TuneIn, Spotify, and iHeart. And you can also follow along at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts, wherever your social media platforms are found. Also follow me on Twitter at Jesse underscore Cass. And be sure to tune in for LMU and number one Gonzaga Saturday 1 p.m., I'll have the call on KXLU as always between the Lions and the Bulldogs. It should be fun. So stay tuned for that. And then, of course, we'll be back next week to get you going for what's coming up on the WCC slate for the Lions. But until then, you've been listening to the LMU Basketball Podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network, LA's number one sports podcast network, and the only place for the show for every team in LA and more. We believe in our LA teams. Do you believe? Go Lions. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.